0: You're Locked On Patriots, your daily podcast on the New England Patriots, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to your game day edition of Locked On Patriots. Mark Schofield here in the big chair as I am five days a week bringing you all the Patriots news and analysis you need to get ready for each and every Sunday of the 2017 season. This is your game day edition. It's going to be a little bit different than the past game day editions. I've got a great guest So I'm going to spend just a little bit of time, a teeny, teeny, teeny bit of time here on some scheme stuff and some predictions. Because when you have a guest of the caliber I have today, you want to spend as much time with them as you can. But some quick prediction stuff. What I'm looking for when both teams have the football and we'll start when the Patriots are on offense and something that we talked about a little bit with our friend Ollie Conley again that was on Thursday show. Check that out if you haven't listened. That's the ability of the Patriots to sort of run their stretch zone that outside zone stuff that they'd like to do in the running game. Luke Kuechly, a tremendous linebacker for the Carolina Panthers. They have some speed up front defensively as well. We also talked about it with Bill Rossetti on our crossover show on Wednesday. They have the ability, this Carolina defense, I think, to give the Patriots a little bit of trouble when they try to do their stretch zone stuff, when they try to run the ball to the outside. Those guys like Keekley they can read, they can diagnose well. New England blocks it up very well. Ollie Conley broke that down, talked about how when he reviewed the film on the Patriots this season, they've done a great job at blocking that stretch zone stuff. But that's one thing to watch for. Another thing I'm going to recommend a tweet. It's from Josh ADHD. He goes by at fantasy ADHD, and he's a fantasy guy, but for football analysis, it's really important to look to what people in the fantasy football industry are doing because they're doing a tremendous amount of stuff with data, with data visualization stuff. And, Josh does a lot of work. He's a great guy to follow on Twitter. He does work for Roto Grinders, for Roto Viz, some other websites. I do work with Roto Grinders as well. And so I've gotten to know Josh and his work. And he does a lot of stuff with air yards and air yard distribution. And he put out a tweet, which I retweeted. I'll comment on it once this goes up. But. The tweet basically says if Gronk is going to score versus Carolina this weekend, he may need to do it from the flanks. And what he means by that is he looked at the yardage that Carolina has allowed on offense. I mean, excuse me, what the Carolina has allowed defensively with respect to which side of the field it's coming from. And the bulk of the yardage they've allowed this year in the passing game has come on the outside. Not a lot has gone over the middle in terms of what the Carolina Panthers defense has given up. They've given up 640 air yards in their last six games. So it, this dates back a little bit to last year as well. But in their last six games, they've given up 640 air yards to the right side of the field, 571 air yards to the left side of the field, and over the middle, just 238. So that's a pretty big juxtaposition to depend- on with respect to what teams can do outside against this defense and what teams can do over the middle. And when you think about Rob Gronkowski and what he does, you think about particularly last week, that Y-cross concept we talked about a lot, where they were using him on that crossing route and Brady was looking for him. They hit him, Brady hit Gronkowski on that crossing route on their final drive. Might be tough going against this Carolina defense. At least that's what the numbers have borne out over the past six games for this Carolina defense. So that's one thing also to look for when the Patriots have the football. Can they get the passing game going over the middle or is it simply going to come from the outside? When the Panthers have the football, talked a little bit about Christian McCaffrey. He's the guy that I'm going to watch. Again, 34% of their receptions have been to Christian McCaffrey this year he's accounted for 34% of their receptions 25% of their targets they basically run the passing game through him right now they'll probably try to get other guys involved but I want to see what they do with McCaffrey I want to see if he runs that Texas route out of the backfield if the Patriots linebackers can get that covered up if they split him out into the slot like they've done they use him on out and up stuff routes and things like that Can they get him covered downfield? So those are the things that I'm looking for schematically. When the Pats have the ball, can they run that outside zone, that stretch zone? And with respect to the passing game, can they get stuff over the field? Or will Carolina's defense continue to be stout there? When Carolina has the ball, I'm locking my eyes on Christian McCaffrey. I want to know where he is on the field every time he's out there for an offensive snap. And I want to see how they're using him and if New England can get him covered up. Quick prediction stuff. Right now, current lad, New England, nine-point favorites. That's on Bovada, over-under of 49. I'm a little wary about this one. I've gone back and forth and back and forth, but if you're going to make me make a call, I'm going to say New England covers this, and I'm actually going to go with the under this week. I think 49 is kind of a big number. I think we might see a little bit of a lower-scoring game, so I'm going to go Pat's cover, but I'm going to go with the under. And remember, if you do decide... To place a little wager on this game, go over to our friends at mybookie.ag, use promo code locked on. Again, they will match you 100%, dollar for dollar, up to your first thousand dollars. You're making money for doing nothing. So go ahead, go over to mybookie.ag, get yourself set up over there with an account. Again, promo code locked on. We're going to roll into our guest right now. I am so excited to talk to him. You guys know who he is. I'm really excited about it. And I hope you enjoy the conversation that I'm about to have with one of the best people in this industry. It's going to be a lot of fun to hear from him. We are joined right now by one of my absolute favorite people in this industry. And it's not just for the work that he does because he does it so well, but for the person that he is, he does incredible work sort of away from the game as well. And you know him as Pat's cap. He is Miguel Benzan. Miguel, it has been too long since we've chatted, man. How are you? Oh,
0: I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Like I said before the opening, I was like, Fall is my favorite time of the year, so I'm enjoying it. It's crazy, crazy weather today. Yeah, Nice it, and beautiful out there with a little wind, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, man. I oh, mean, the, nice fall, the fall nice is, talk, the fall know, is just so wonderful, you know. Plus, we get to talk football, and the best place to start, I think, is, look, the New England Patriots, they're 2-1 and one right now. What are your thoughts, Miguel, on how they've started this season?
0: Okay, Mark, I'm going to be honest with you. I thought they'd be 2-1, and one, but I had the team's the game wrong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I thought they beat the Chiefs. I, I thought they would beat the Chiefs lose to the, and lose to the Texans. I had the, game run, you know yeah, the games wrong. You had the games wrong, yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, but that's <laughs> which is, this is why we watch football, you know what I'm saying? Um, I feel like I was watching the game, and I could throw my wife under the bus, watching the game against the Texans. She said, well, Miguel, what are, I thought they were, going, they were going to the Super Bowl. I said, I tell my name, don't worry about it. They got it. They're still going to the Super Bowl. They're still winning the Super Bowl. Lo and behold, they won the game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I still... I, you know, if you I don't know how many listeners listen to You've heard me before during the summer, during the spring. I still think they're going to win the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? I, I have yet to see a reason why I should feel that way. Um, I do believe the defense will get better, as they have always do. I do... You know, As the long as they got Brady, they got Belichick, and the team has the relatively healthy, I still think they're going to
1: win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, you know, Miguel, you mentioned this that Texans game, and the defense, it does seem like it's a concern right now, but from talking to you, from talking to some other people, from watching this team over the years, I feel like, okay, who cares what the defense looks like in weeks one through three, because Belichick doesn't. He wants this defense to be at its best later in the year, and I feel like it's going to get better, and you agree with that, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't... I, Oh my God! I don't know why people want the peak. Anybody would want their team playing their best in September. You know what I'm saying? You want them to be playing the best in January, February. All right. Right. I. You know you don't want the teams. That's it's four, couple, four, several months from now. Why do you want them to be peaking in September? Well, so right. you want to peak them at the end of the year, not the beginning of the year. Yeah,
1: that's exactly right, and. You know, when we're looking at this team right now, and specifically that Houston game, like, what were your biggest takeaways from that? Was it Brady is still Brady, and as long as New England has number twelve on the field, they got a shot? Or is there something else you took away from that game that was more important?
0: That Gronk is a pretty good run block. Is I is a pretty good run blocker. Yeah, and that I. I've, I've said to people, you know, several times that I think he's going to win. The, he, he's going to get the, his highest share in his center, is the $5.5 million, because I think it's the, that he is going to get named All-Pro. Oh, wow. And I think, that, and then when he gets named All-Pro, it's not just because of what he does on receiving-wise. It's because the, the boys is going to remember how well he is a block, how good of a blocker he is. Are, you know saying like all he was? That one of you g- g- guests was earlier this week was all he was saying. Best blocking tight end in, in the NFL, and I think that's sh- that's true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if people remember that, and then rem- and then he puts up Gronk like numbers. Even you know he doesn't have to put up big numbers, but he puts up Gron- Gronk like numbers, and no other tight end comes close to him. Like way surpasses him in numbers. He's getting all pro.
1: All right, but I want to dive into some of the stuff that you are just incredible at. And before I even, you know, jumped into the football industry and the writing industry, I just read every single thing you did out there. When I was just purely a fan, because it's just incredible the work you do. And that's what the salary cap. Because, you know, I don't understand it at all. It's like. Completely foreign to me, but you do such a good job of breaking it down and answering questions. And one of the biggest questions right now, as it seems like it is every year, is Tom Brady's contract, his cap hit, and how it's kind of structured right now. What is Brady's contractual status? It's his cap hit to New England, and what do you think comes next year, or how they might rework that going forward?
0: All right, it is a question I get all the time. In fact, I, you know, a um, question just answered was Boston Sports Journal, a great question by one of the readers. Is about this thing, and basically, I'll spend the next several minutes talking about it. Okay, Tom Brady, his captain is. We'll forget about this year because we we're playing. Knowing there's no way he's getting cut or traded this year. I'm saying so. Let's let's hope not. Oh come on, Um, (laughs) please. Um, (laughs) um. Well, let's just say. I've, you know, on Twitter, people say things and stuff like that on or, our message or, board, you know, the possibility of trading uh, of trading Brady. And I'm like, you know what I'm saying? The first time I actually mentioned it uh, on a podcast with, was Russ Goldman, right? And I actually felt, I actually said those words. And I felt so bad about saying them. Right. No lie, Mark. I, afterwards, I washed my mouth full of soap. Oh, man. But, you know, it was, it was like, just saying it just made me just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't believe I just said those words, right? But let's just talk about 2018, all right? You know, we have talk about we bringing up about 2017, but let's talk about 2018. His, his cap number is $22 million for 2018. It's also the same for 2019, all right? It consists of a $14 million salary, $7 million in signing bonus proration, and he did for the first time ever. Tom Brady's going to have 46-man active roster bonuses. So each game, he's going to get active and get paid 62,500 times 62,500 times 16 is $1 million. Alright? So the question becomes is, is $22 million a lot for the Patriots to carry? Alright? It is going to be the third, let's say he does play for the 2018 season under that cap number. And right now I project the Patriots adjusted cap number to be. 179 million dollars, around 179, 180 million dollars. I'm going to just say, I'm going to use the same numbers I used in, in the, earlier this week. So I'm going to say 179.1. All right, okay. And okay. and I and I'm not going to include what's going to happen with. I don't include in any Aaron Hernandez money because I think Vegas just going to. I don't know when that's going to end. All the litigation between us going to end. That would be a bonus for the Patriots that hits the cap in 2018. But I'm not right now. I'm not counting on it. Okay. Okay? Because there's gonna be a legal fight and I don't know when it's gonna end. Alright? So I don't feel comfortable saying that the Patriots are gonna get that, that credit for Aaron Hernandez in two thousand eighteen because there's still gonna be some litigation going on. Alright? Okay. But if they do, it's a bonus. But I'm not including that in my numbers. Alright? So if you divide the twenty two million dollars, divided by the one seventy nine point one million, that's around thirteen percent of the cap. That'd be the highest it ever's been. Okay? During the, for Brady taking up the percentage of the, of the Patriots are just cap. now, the captain, now highest I've ever has been okay it's the, the second the second high, the highest is not right, but was in two thousand six the okay. Patriots went to the AFC conference conference championship game all right two thousand eight was the second highest all right Patriots he you know he missed the first rest of the season lost got into the first game of the season blah 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 all right they get a, you know. They could. 13, 13% is just about the limit where teams need to afford to have one player take up that much percentage of the cash space, All right, And so the really question is, can they have Brady and Jimmy G? And if you tag Jimmy G, that's $23.5 million. Dollars. And I say possibly. I still think that Brady with $22 million, he's right now, I don't think he's, show has not shown any decline. Okay, so let's just say he gets maybe, you know, and when, when players get older, it goes like a, on a cliff thing, right? And you right. can predict nobody can predict one break. So right now, as of now, I can't say you that Dr- Dr- Tom Is gonna be much worse than he is playing in two thousand eighteen and two thousand seventeen. Okay, we saw maybe five percent worse. You know what I'm saying? That for twenty two million dollars, that's still that's a still still going down, and you can win a Super Bowl with him doing it the question is can you win a Super Bowl if you if you got Tom Brady at 22 Jimmy G at 23 that's a, so much of the cap going to the quarterback position right and like I said, like so they, they would have to be perfect or close to perfect in every personnel decision that they make all right so that's free agents who they cut who they sign you know what I'm saying? Yep. They trade four, right? Plus, they would have to have better health than they're having right now. Because right now they have, what, eight players on IR. Last year they had four, and then we're only on week three. They have eight right now. Last year they had a total of four, and right now they have eight, and it's only week three. So they would have to have the kind of better health than they're having this year and the same kind of health they had in 2016. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And the more, you know what I'm saying, that – I don't think they can like um, have both players on that team. So, we'll, so the question becomes: How do they get to manage to have both players on that team? One of the things you could do is extend Tom Brady, or have him agree to. a... I don't think he, I don't think he'd agree to a pay cut. You know what I'm saying? Right. I don't know if he'll agree to like a forty. But you could extend him and lower his cap number, and that make make it easier. And people say, well, maybe the Jimmy G will take, you know, a, a team-friendly deal to be a backup. I don't see that happening. I mean, right. if you keep on saying that you want to be a starter, you want to be a starter, then you want to be a starter, and then you go on and then sign a deal to be a backup, how much would you really want those words saying you mean inside? You just undercut yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I mean, and and, I'm, and I said, you know, I'm on record. If he agrees... If Jimmy G agrees to be a backup, I'm not sure that I would want him to be the long-term quarterback. I want my quarterback to do say I want to be on the field every snap of the game. Right, that's a true leader. You know what I'm saying? If you agree to be in a backup, there's something about the, ah. Yeah,
1: no, I like I, th- the, I like where your head's at there. I think that's a good point. I mean, and it is a lot of money to tie up in the quarterback's acquisition. What do you think's more likely that? Do you think they try to re- extend Brady again?
0: Oh I, I you t- right now? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um I thought it might I thought maybe it could have happened in the spring of this year in the spring this year when they had the sixty, fifteen, forty million dollars cap space. They can't do it now because they, they don't have enough cap space, all right? But it could happen next year. Okay. I, um i w I, I'm I reckon I don't think they're gonna tag Jimmy G. I think the day around this deadline time UG is mid February. I think instead, what's going to happen around that time frame, just for optics, they announced they they extended Trey Flowers. Okay. They announced they extended Shaq Mason, and they said, "Well, we can't afford to keep to pay a backup twenty three and a half million dollars. So we decide to use the caps the cap space instead." On players that can be with, will be with us going forward in the future. Okay, and I think that's what's going to happen because you can't extend Trey Flowers now. You can't extend Shaq Mason now. You can't extend them after starting on January first, two thousand
1: eighteen. All right, Miguel. That's work. what I think is going to. Okay. All right, there we go. That would make some sense. Uh, One of the things I wanted to ask you about, what you're doing over at Boston Sports Journal each week is you're talking about the weekly incentives. And, you know, before I ask you about that, I do want to plug what you guys are doing over there at Boston Sports Journal. It's incredible. Greg Bedard has a great team together. I've got a subscription. Oh my God, yeah. People should definitely hop on board with that. Miguel does work for them. He does a weekly Q&A. And one of the things you do is you break down the weekly incentives because there are incentives on a week-to-week basis for some of these guys. And could you sort of run through like what incentives were hit, maybe in, say week three, and what we might expect to possibly see get hit in week four, and how that might impact impact guys in terms of their pay, roster bonuses, things like
0: that. Yeah, sure, sure. So each, so the Patriots are known to given out, and then their contracts pretty much they give it players who have to have forty six. If you're a veteran. If you get a deal with the Patriots, you pretty much are going to get a deal that says you get a, a, a 46 man active roster bonus. Okay. Alright. So each, okay, so each week, players earn money by being active. So, right. So, you know, like for example, Jalen like, like Waddle. He only was active last year for two games. This, you know, so far he's already been active for two games this year. So going forward, and this is true, 46-man actual roster bonus is the only incentive that if a player hits it during the year, that hits that cap this year. Okay. Okay. So, but that's the only incentive that works there. So, like, if he's active for this week's for Sunday's game against the Panthers, I'm we're gonna see on on the public site, on NFL public website, and I'll tweet it out to my Twitter followers at Pat's Cap. The link, and you, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll tweet it out and saying this is where you're going to see you see a difference of twelve thousand five hundred to come off the cap because that's his, his cap will increase. So each week, players are going to earn a forty-six man active roster bonus. All right, but there's also the other thing: is players have playing time. A bunch of preachers have playing time incentives. Deon Lewis, Lawrence Guy, mm-hmm. Aaron Allen, Branch. Pat Chung. So every time they play, every snap they play helps them get to the incentives. No one has earned all their incentives yet for the year. It's too far early too in the too e, too far, um, too early in the season to have earned all the incentives. But I can, t- I can tell you, some players I know for a fact can't earn their incentives. Like, for example, there's no way that Shane McClung can earn his bro- Pro Bowl bonus. There's no way that Shane McClung can earn his playing time incentives. Because he's missed far too many games. He will miss far too many games. I already can, you know, like Dante Hightower, if he misses a couple more games, he can't reach all of his playing time incentives. Um, so in week three, players, you know, the, all they earn was the 46-man Ackerons. Week four, all they can earn, uh, guarantee themselves, is the 46-man Ackerons, but they can help themselves later on earning the playing time incentives. Okay. And then, you know, for example, like our boy, like one of the things I, I got to do is DM Chuck, Chuck, Chuck Nata, and ask him, what is his chances? What do you think of the chances of Ryan Allen earning his Pro Bowl bonus? Oh, right. Saying? So, uh, you know what I'm saying? I have to ask him because he's no more, he's the best guy. I'm, I'm talking about about kickers and pumpers. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I got to ask him about what his chances. I just say it's possible, but, but, from from looking at him, I'm like, I don't know if he's going to win the Pro Bowl. You know what I'm saying? But maybe he, know, Chuck, is the best person to ask. So I'm going to ask him from going
1: forward. Gotcha. Um, you know, the easiest way I think to figure out the current cap status of the Patriots is to just make sure I look at your Twitter handle because that you update that all the time with their current cap status, which is great in terms of their cap room. But yeah. what is their cap room right now for those that maybe aren't on Twitter? And how does that sort of compare? Like looking around the league.
0: I was going to just move round numbers, right? Okay. Around $5 million in cap space, which is below the league average, below the league mid- median. All right? The Patriots, remember in the spring, the Patriots have used, the Patriots started off the 2017 league year around $55 million in cap space. No team has used more cap space than the Patriots. They went wow. from 55 to around 5 since wow. then, right, no team has used more. I, if I was in, in, a, in, you know, I would if I was a fan of some of these other teams at, who are holding on the cap space. I'm wondering why aren't you spending the money, why are you using the cap space? Yeah, I find it incredible, and I know that the the media, the Boston media, likes to hit on the on the on the craft of being cheap, blah blah blah. I'm saying their way is is winning. They they've won doing what they're doing, right? All right? The bigger problem with the teams, other teams, aren't spending the money, all right? And I don't think their media, their their coverage is, is getting out there as much as as much negative as much negative publicity the Patriots get for not spending the money, all right? And they don't. They don't spend. A lot, you turn the last four years, right? They were down on the bottom in, spending, in terms of cash spending, all right? They also won two Super Bowls, right? All right? i I'd rather not spend money and win two Super Bowls. And then spend a lot of money and not win. I'm saying... Yep. And, like, and I'm saying, if you're doing something that works, continue it until continue doing it until it starts working. That makes sense you know, to okay? me. But, okay, but that's how I am. You know what I'm saying? Um, they are... Right now, the question I also get is, do they have enough cap space for enough for the rest of the year? Yeah, they do. Okay. They would have to have a ton, a, a ton of players to get hurt. Because all... All you're doing right now is that you to spend cap space on is a replacing injured players or ha- having the players like Gronk or Dion Lewis or Laurie Draven Waddle earn the not likely to burn, earn forty six million active roster bonuses. That's all you know. So that's all you spend your cap space on unless you reach a deal with another, or, or extend the player, maybe extend a Brandon King. You know what I'm saying? Right. But that's you know that's cheap. You know what I'm saying? That's cheap money.
1: And you know, what I mean? you know, New England doesn't um, extend guys a lot in
0: season, do they? They are one of the few teams. See, that's see that's a that's a perception is out there. All right. Yeah. And that's crazy, in my opinion. that's a perception that they are one of the few teams who actually do it. Oh, okay. There's a lot of teams who don't, okay? But because it's they don't do ten, you know, they don't do right. ten extensions a year. They do about one or two or three. You know what I'm saying? at most three? But because it's just so few, people think they don't. They, they don't do it. I mean, they like, did it a couple weeks ago with Vanoy. Exactly. You know what I'm saying. So, but if you can compare it to the rest of the league, all right, they're one of the few teams that do do it. So, um, Joel Corey, Corey, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. He listed the teams that do do in season. um, in season extensions. Excuse me, and it was no more than a dozen. Teams that do it, and the Patriots was one of them. And I'm and and, and i If you heard me before on, 20, or, or on a podcast, I say that the Patriots do are the the, the only teams I knew that do everything to help a team with, to get players, and they don't little little limit themselves and they make themselves better. For example, some teams do not negotiate during the season. Okay, okay, but the, by doing so. You're not making yourself better because you can't. You're, you're full going the chance of signing a player, a good player, maybe a great player at a discounted price.
1: Gotcha. All right, Miguel. I right. sort of look forward to Sunday now. We got Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers coming to town. Pat's favored by nine. Over under right now is a 49. You know, I, I think. You know, I, I'm not so sure about the Pats winning this thing by nine, and I think the under might be in play here. But what are your thoughts on Sunday?
0: Oh my goodness gracious, Mark! I think it would be a blowout.
1: Really, Miguel's going <laughs> blowout, people.
0: <laughs> I'm going blow up. <laughs> really? Don't go by, please, folks. Okay, I, 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 my gut. Like for example, last week I was for sure taking the the Texans They would what? How much are they? Really, uh, was thirteen?
1: By. I think last week.
0: Oh my goodness gracious! That's a I, would, big I, I don't bet my, I, I, I don't bet my But if if I started a bet, that would have been the week I would have started because I would have bet a lot of money that they, they they were covering. Right, and I was like, and I would have, and from the get from the getting of the game, I would have felt comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. But yeah, yeah, but oh yeah, but now I I think they're gonna blow. I think the pages are gonna blow out the Panthers. I will never. I won't feel comfortable. Until you know probably the third quarter, and then I might you know I might lose it on like a last you know you know last second touchdown last minute touchdown right. Like that. But I think they're gonna blow him up. I um you know I just think that, and I said this on Twitter. I think that Gronk is gonna have a big game. I I I just I just I can't shake that feeling, and I wish I had him on my fantasy football league. Right. Post. I think he's going to have a big game. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: I I think that Gronk wants to sort of exact a little revenge for the last time these two teams played that Monday night game where he got pulled yeah. down in the end zone on the final play. And even Luke Kuechly admitted this week that he got away with one there. So, yeah, I like where your head's at on Gronk. Listen, Miguel, tremendous stuff as always. I'm turning the microphone over to you. I want you to let the people know where to find you, plug some stuff, plug the charity work you do as well.
0: All right. On Twitter, I'm Pat's Cap. All right. Um, I now write for the Boston Sports Journal. All right. So I provide the salary, I've covered the Patriots salary cap for them. I know it's a subscription website. I'm just saying, and you got to pay for it. I I I I'm telling you right now, and it, it's not. I provide the best coverage of the Patriot salary cap. I've been doing it since 2001. All right. Um. And I gotta give a shout out to my one of my Twitter followers. I hope he doesn't mind. I, I'm going to mention his name, Seattle, Seattle Pat fan. gave a big donation today to my ch- favorite charity, the Bread of Life in Malden, Massachusetts. I be, um, basically it helps put food on the table for so the um, less fortunate among us. And I just is something that just it just hits with me, and something that's you know dear to my heart. And I just like really to thank. All those who have donated to that, to that.
1: It's fantastic stuff. Definitely shout out to Seattle Pats fan for that donation. And if you can't check out, Miguel, where can people find out about that if they want to help as well?
0: Um, It's on Brother. Oh, I always forget the, the official title because they changed their website address. Look for just Brother Life and it's in Malden, Mass, 54 Eastern Avenue um, because they changed. I hate to say this, as the older I get, I remember the old, I remember what I've seen right. for years and years. They just changed the address. Hold on. I'll look it up. Okay. I have it on here. But. There we go. But they changed the website because they was, um because I, I didn't realize that, the, 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 you know, saying, Brother Life is a common name. Right. So, <laughs> so actually, on Twitter, it's just bread Malden. Okay. Yeah, so like, okay. There we go. Well, it's just, on Twitter, it's just Brett Malden, and it's um, I don't think it's I got it right this time either. I think it's the old URL. I'm sorry about that. Okay, no worries. But just, but, yeah, just follow, ch- check it out, Brett. All right, I will if you follow, Just follow me on Twitter or, um, I'll put it out there on Twitter the oh. the hand the web address. Fantastic. Okay? People should yeah, check yeah. that
1: out. Also, again, Miguel, I think he might have undersold it a bit. He does incredible, 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 incredible work on the Pat Salary cap. He says he's the best at it. I think that still actually undersells it a bit. Also, check out Boston Sports Journal. Greg Bedard has a great team over there. It is a subscription service, but it's worth it. I've got a subscription, a year month-to-month Thank subscription you. that I just signed up for. It's well worth it. Also, a couple of other shout-outs to all my friends and Everybody over in the Baltimore New England Pats fans fan club that get together at Dog Watch Tavern in Fellows Point. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for welcoming my parents, Alden and Caro, in last weekend at Dog Watch. They had a tremendous, tremendous, tremendous time. It's like being at Gillette, it's a great environment. Hundreds or so Pats fans there every, every Sunday for the games. If you're in the Baltimore area and you're listening and you want a place to go watch the games and feel at home, go down to Dog Watch in Fellows Point. Let them know I sent you over here at Locked On Pats. Also, one last thing, that PFF Edge subscription. Again, go to Locked On Patriots on iTunes. Leave a review for the show. Drop in your Twitter handle. You will be entered to win. We're giving away one per week on every show across the Locked On Patriots network. My thanks again to Miguel. Please check out Bread for Life over in Malden. Miguel will tweet that out. Support them if you can. They do great work. Also, again, I highly recommend the Boston Sports Journal subscription. It's a great value. We'll be back sometime Sunday night, probably with a little. Hopefully another glorious victory edition of Locked On Patriots. We're hoping for that. Also, I will be at Penn State. I will be at Penn State, Indiana this Saturday. We're going to start a little draft coverage next week. I'm going to have some thoughts, some takes on Saquon Barkley. Already, my man, we are getting into it. It is draft year round here, but lots of great stuff coming. Let's hope for another big win. My thanks again to Miguel. Until we talk again, everybody, keep it locked right here to me, Mark Schofield and Locked On Patriots.